You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Clothe your toes, you harlot. More particular than that, came across this article. Let's debunk three myths about seemingly illegal things you can do while driving. The only one I found interesting, really. Um... I don't know if I'd ever been told that driving with the interior dome light on is illegal. I know it makes it harder for me to see. It's a bad idea. But I didn't. I don't know if I'd ever heard it was illegal, but it's not. Okay. But I have been told about a million times in my life that driving barefoot is illegal, and it's not, according to this person. Not in any state anywhere in America. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, as I have driven barefoot, as this person says, have you ever driven barefoot? I won't lie to you. I've done it, and I'm not ashamed to say I kind of liked it. The ridged rubber of the pedal cover feels kind of satisfying. I I, I've done it. I've done it many times. Got yeah. many, many times. You yeah, get a you, different sense of the the mechanics of it. You, yeah, you it feel takes the you push a, more. a break or two, an acceleration or two, but then you really get in tune with your machine. Yeah, this person says, I think you can get a more precise throttle control with your non-shoe-encumbered feet. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. Because me, t- I'm always revving up to 80 on a side street and just breaking into a screeching, smoking turn, you know, uh, fishtail, and then I accelerate to 80 again. <laughs> Mine was usually involving like a lake or a pool or something, the reason I ended up driving barefoot. But this person writes, because this is pretty decent writing, I'll say it. Almost every time driving barefoot comes up, though, some pedantic podiatric prude <laughs> likes to mention that driving while barefoot is illegal. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, yeah, I remember going back and I was told at one point that in uh, Cal Unicornia, where I happen to reside, it 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 was it was made illegal briefly, and then it wasn't illegal anymore, which was, may or may not be true. I, I was going to do it whenever I wanted anyway, because how would anybody know? Right, I, right, yeah, yeah. Let your uh, freak toe fly. In something. general, I don't like to see other people's feet. I think they should. Oh no. But in the privacy of socks and shoes. On an airliner, I think the uh, the uh, air waitresses ought to be able to throw coffee in your face if you bare your feet on a, a passenger jet. Finally, this guy writes, your feet are not criminals. They're just the hands of your legs. And if they want to serve your foot gloveless, you can legally let them. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, flying, that reminds me of another flying story since I did some of that. Um Airplane food. Can you believe it? Lots of dogs, as always. Uh, as many really? as ever. I, Still? I thought they were cracking down on that. Yeah. Sketchy looking dude. Looked homeless, but obviously he's not. He's got an airline ticket, and flying's not cheap. But Unless it's one of those cities, where, uh, the places, you know, the city ships you out to another place, gives you a ticket just to get the, you the hell out of town. Very sketchy looking dude with a pit bull on a chain. Oh, boy. That's freaking crazy. On airplane? Uh, in, uh, on the, in the terminal. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm sure he was getting on some plane. Sure. Oh, great. Just would just love to walk by you with my kid. I mean, yeah. not that all pit bulls are bad. In fact, I've known some that are fine. But that you didn't, that pit bull is not your comfort animal. Yeah. You know, did I explain on the air? I know I did in a personal conversation my problem with pit bulls uh, because I, I'm utterly convinced that, um, that they are, to a large extent, an affectionate and fine pet. Sure. Um, I have a couple of good friends, people of really good judgment, who have pit bull mixes that were both rescues, um, yeah. and they're wonderful family dogs. I get that. But the problem is, here's the metaphor I came up with. If you accidentally uh, uh, shoot somebody with your twenty two, you're going to have to take them to the hospital. 
If you accidentally shoot somebody with your 45, there's a good chance you're going to have to take them to the morgue. And a pit bull is a 45. Yeah. It's a 357 Magnum. If it accidentally goes off, the damage it will cause will be terrible. So, but again, I don't deny they're nice dogs, but they are also undeniably the look at what a hard ass I am. Right. Ill-bred zillions of them everywhere. Dogs. Not interested in training them. Not in the least, unless it's training them to be meaner. Now, I ever tell you the expression I heard a, a buddy say? That neighborhood's got more pit bulls than paid bills. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, another airplane note. I've uh, observed this before, but um, and I was going to take a picture, but I'm with my kids and we're running around and nap time. The Denver airport has a couple of particularly healthy places to eat at the Denver airport that are always a ghost town. <laughs> it's like the, you know, the leaves and grass, and it's all salad and stuff like right, that. Yeah. And the line for the Chick-fil-A, I'll bet it would take you 45 minutes to get through that line of the Chick-fil-A that was next door. And people weren't even saying, you know, I love Chick-fil-A, I'd prefer that, but I'm not waiting 45 minutes. No, I will wait 45 minutes. Right. Um, crazy. And both Before coming I and going. that damn rabbit food. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Whatever, that's fine. Yeah, I do the same thing. But it's funny, you know. I there food deserts. That's why people are obese. All right. There's uh, there's this um, uh, Panda Express, not too far from where panda, I live. Panda, Panda, Panda. You've seen is, the movie Pets. You know what that is? Uh, I don't, mm-hmm. and I haven't. Um, but uh, it's always busy. I mean, it's uh, around dinner time. It's insanely busy. It's like between two high schools, and it's uh, by ball fields and the rest of it. So it's just whoever owns that franchise has got to be like Bill Gates rich, and I'm jealous. Two doors down, there's like a nail salon. Then the next door is this Japanese food place, like a franchise that poor some poor son of a bitch paid his life savings to get that that franchise. And the place is like a ghost town all the time. I mean, once in a while, you'll see a person in there. This guy's got to be thinking, I told her, let's go with Panda Express. <laughs> and she said Japanese is going to be hot. <laughs> this guy's got to sit there lonely, flipping through, you know, a Sports Illustrated every day, watching people stream in and out of the Panda Express <laughs> like they're giving away orgasms. I mean, and, and I feel terrible for the guy every time I'm there. Oh, oh, oh. So his oh. life's dream was the, in that very same strip mall. You wouldn't even need Japanese, to give away. Japanese, they told me. From what I understand, you can charge for orgasms and do business. So, <laughs> Well, right. And Let's give it away for free. NFL owners come and see you. <laughs> Another thing that happened to me at the airport, Denver Airport's got the moving sidewalks. Like, That's a nice airport, by the way. Really nice. It's so giant, though. Unless you try to connect there in the wintertime. I, I, don't, uh, I, I, I don't usually end up having to go to different parts of it. But on this flight, I had to go to different parts of it, like actually get on the train and go to the other part. And it's a full half hour away. It's Woo! a half hour trip. That's what it said on your ticket, 27 minutes. Jeez. It tells you on your ticket it'll take wow. you 27 minutes to get to the next connection. So you don't think, you know, I'll go to the bathroom and grab a little I something. I immediately think, okay, that's the average yeah. person. It'll take me like 20. Yeah, well, yeah, and that, that's probably true. We hustled and it was a little I'm faster. very but still, swift. But 20 minutes is a long way away. That's Hell how yeah. long it takes me to get to work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, so... Uh, but anyway, so we're riding the moving sidewalk, and uh, I'm on there with my kids, explaining to them, I think, how they need to stand to the right so people can go to the left or right. whatever it is. And uh, I'm facing backwards, so I'm facing them. Oh, no. 
and to the the, uh-huh. mo- the, the <laughs> and the moving sidewalks coming like, and I hit the end and I almost go completely oh, down no. and I, I catch, how did you not <laughs> I catch I catch my feet and I almost land I jeez I could have broken my ankle or cracked my head or whatever and Henry said yeah I knew I saw that coming I said well why didn't you say something he said I wanted to see what would happen I thought it might be kind of funny <laughs> I said it's not funny if I break my ankle next time if I if that's about to happen please tell me before it happens <laughs> and I did it again. Like oh 15 minutes later. Oh boy. I did exactly the same thing. And a guy who was riding next to me laughed so hard I thought he was going to die. <laughs> Grown man with his bag. He saw me almost go down again and he laughed so hard. You know, the Phoenix airport. <laughs> so Henry was right. It would be funny, well, apparently, because right. there's, there's a test case right there. You can see, yell at him all you want. <laughs> right. See, Dad? Uh, the Phoenix airport has a handy little speaker as you get toward the end of them because they have, it's also a vast, uh, you know, it's practically a city, but they have the speaker. You are nearing the end of the walkway. You are nearing the end of the walk for dunderheads. Yeah, which I am. Well, so maybe connect through Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Probably safer for you. I've heard those announcements before and thought, what kind of moron needs it in an announcement? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I am invincible. Invincible. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't, like, end up in the hospital from that crash. I tell you what, I respect you for uh, remaining. He stuck the landing, folks. Absolutely. Check out the great new swag like the new masks at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Jeremy, owner of uh, East Chicago Pizza in Barberton, Ohio, recently posted a, a sign on the outside of his establishment in an attempt to generate some some business using some humor. The sign read, fat people are harder to kidnap. <laughs> I'd go in and buy that pizza if I oh, saw yeah. that sign. Oh, yeah. my gosh. If I'm the least bit hungry, i buy a piece of pizza there. But what Mr. Jeremy failed to realize was that January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and this is no laughing matter. Oh, oh. boy. And the hate oh, comes on the internet. Oh, boy. I remember when life was fun. <laughs> the sign reportedly inspired someone to write an email to corporate headquarters. Awesome. Complaining about the joke being in poor taste due to... The aforementioned human trafficking awareness. Mark. Right, Suck and, it. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. And 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 it's uh, this is the sort of thing Bill Maher talks about. How oh can man, I, that's a good looking Chicago style czar right there. Fat people are harder to kidnap. I'm that's sorry, funny. you were saying something. Uh, Bill Maher talks about this, but how, how come we can't leap past the dumb people or the or the dumb conversation too? I'm I don't know this guy, but I doubt he's in favor of, you know, abduction and kidnapping. Or soft on it. I doubt that this billboard will encourage anyone to do it right. or to lessen the penalties up for right. it. So or participate. So right. in in effect Just shut up. In effect, therefore, what you're complaining about is stupid. Shut up. It's or a as fake Joe, reversing. As Joe said, suck it. <laughs> The guy's a father of seven, lived in the community his entire life. I don't think he's secretly a kidnapping advocate. Right. What? What, what is wrong with people? Anyway. And that's a good-looking za. Back to sweaty robots. Robotic finger can sweat like a human to cool down. Robots can already do a lot of things people can do, Joe. Including, that sure is true, Jack. <laughs> including gymnastics. Thank God. Doing the gymnastics we no longer have to do. 
Yeah. I can just, my robot can do gymnastics for me. Exactly. <laughs> That'll impress my date. <laughs> Watch my robot do a flip. Uh, but That new, actually would be really cool. But a new type of soft robot has one of the most human traits of all. Researchers have developed a finger-like appendage that can break into a sweat to prevent overheating. It's soft and it's rubber, so it can grip things in a soft way like fingers do. And it's clammy. <laughs> and they, ha- they had a problem, apparently, with stuff of this size or shape that it would overheat, but now it can sweat and it cools it off. Ew, robot sweat. That is a big gate in the uh, development and increasing computer power is how do you keep things cool. Yeah, so I uh, understand. Remember, we had the story several months back about that supercomputer that's essentially located in the ocean as its cooling system. Yeah. I, uh, huh. By the way, I think I finally understand quantum computing. Oh, good for kind you. Kind of. <laughs> Explain it to us, please. Yeah. Well, I'll, I could have a shot at it. Ken from Taiwan wrote a really nice note and attached an article. Long and short of it. Here's the key part that in the article really helped me understand it. Um, All right, where's that? Okay. Um, The switching in memory units of computers, known as transistors, are now about as small as an atom, which is mind-boggling. Yeah, it is. And I've heard computers describe conventional computers as a series of switches. It's either on or off zeros and ones that create patterns that are data. Now, even that boggles the mind of somebody who's not gifted in those arts. But your your transistor is either a, a zero or a one. It has two poles, A or B, zero or one. The quantum um, uh, transistors are like a sphere that have every point on the sphere available for am I on off? No, 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 no. It's a thousand choices. Am I one of a thousand things? And now, granted, my knowledge ends here like a cliff. (laughs) My understanding of it is that of maybe like a particularly bright dog well, like a but, like a herding dog but you don't need to understand it it's just that's, yeah. that's enough to explain that it's a monumental leap forward in terms of the uh you know the power of computers right and then with artificial intelligence uh, powering artificial intelligence and all that sort of stuff faster more powerful i certainly i heard some people the other day there was a, a book tv thing where they were talking about the post-work world and what that's going to look like and how mm. things are going to be in a post-work world. Sounds awesome. I'm oh. about to start mine for the day. <laughs> all based around, um, <clears throat> you know, quantum computing and artificial intelligence, and that will do all the workforce, and people will not need to work anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, and boy, you talk about everybody's guessing. A post-work world. Yeah. It's, uh, like, it, a, it's like a post-flying for birds. Yeah, I, I, I think it will be, be a nightmarish uh, dystopia. They'll be penguins. <laughs> Emus. And they'll be perfectly happy with it. Dressed all nice. Kiwis. Uh, here's a metaphor for you. Let's see if this works. Computer guys, feel free to email in and say, Joe, you're an idiot. Because in terms of this stuff, I am. I definitely am. On the other hand, your radio show would be boring. Um, but you know the, <laughs> the classic 20 questions game? All right, is it an animal? It's all yes or no questions, mm-hmm. and it takes you 20 questions to figure out, oh, we're talking about kiwis or penguins or whatever. Um, quantum transistors can ask all of the, those questions at once and a thousand more. Zingo. Yeah, and we'll be zappo. Just woo! Able yeah. to learn in a way we can't even imagine and become smarter than human beings. And, and we'll never have to work, and we'll just lay around seeking pleasure. 
and uh, <laughs> and all commit suicide. Yes, not all, some, or start start wars merely to experience something. It's like people wow, that, cut, that actually cut me deep. You know, in the words of uh, of uh, Trent Reznor, later Johnny Cash, I cut myself today. Just what's the end of the line? To, to, to see, see if, if I, I still could still feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bad advice. Don't do that. No, know. don't do that. Get help. But uh, humanity as a whole will cut itself to see if it can still feel. It's a dystopian a nightmare. Uh, on the other hand, what's the alternative? Killing yourself now? I mean, that wouldn't really be showing the future. If you know <laughs> who are you spiting? You might as well see how it goes. What the heck? We're we're born into our time, Jack. Mm. We don't choose our time. We don't. No. I'm sure there's plenty of Civil War soldiers who are thinking, wait a minute, anesthesia? Sterile surgery? That sounds better to me, but we don't get to choose. So you you deal with, uh, you know, whatever you're going to deal with. Or explain, explain to a lot of humanity that has uh, toiled in fields from dark till dark every day of their life until they physically could no longer do it that a post-work world is going to be make you unhappy <laughs> i'm not <laughs> sure they would care about your argument you were right but uh maybe know. they should have taken a break from their work and read a book huh they'd have a little perspective Get a little perspective right there hobo boy which is the origin of the term hobo right a right. hobo boy so uh there oh you have boy. it sweaty robots which is not a bad band name. Clammy, clammy robots. Getting a little gamey there, robot. Yuck. You might want to take a sh- run it's through the car wash. Nice pit stains, robot. <laughs> we, we got time for you to take a shower if you want. That's kind of a hint. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. I wish my brother were here. He's made an art of this and a study of it his whole life. How to beat a buffet. Of course, you beat a buffet (laughs) by taking in more than what you paid. Then you have won, my friends, an all-you-can-eat buffet. (laughs) Rocky Marciano, the 72 Dolphins. And me going to buffets. Exactly. Undefeated. Beautiful. <laughs> My brother will put himself into serious pain to make sure he has beaten the buffet. The insulin, in, insulin, schminsulin. Mm-hmm. I'm they, here to win. It's the economics of the all-you-can-eat buffet. They um, looked at 30 all-you-can-eat buffets across the country. They keep mentioning one of my all-time favorites, the Golden Corral. I don't know if you live somewhere they have the Golden Corral, but that's a good all-you-can-eat buffet. Now, it's the sort of thing that I bring up in some company, and they they laugh and scoff, but <laughs> I love it. My kids love it. Man, you got a, you got a chocolate fountain you're sticking strawberries in. You got pudding. What, do I, what are you not liking here? <laughs> God. God, when, my, when Sam and I went to Vegas, we ate what's the number one buffet in Vegas. Wins all the awards. The MGM, I think. Think it might be anyway. It was it, it's really expensive. That's the one. Yeah, when I go to Vegas, that's normally the one that I make a point to hit. It's like eighty bucks or something a person. Um, but it was unbelievable. It was like the best of everything I've ever had in mm. every category: Italian steak, seafood, Chinese. Wow, dessert. Wow, it was wow, like wow, the wow, very wow. best of 
at, at the very best restaurants you've ever gone to, all in one spot at a buffet. Well, awesome. and I've had a steak in Vegas, so paying 80 bucks for a meal is not that impressive. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I thought it was well worth it. But, you know, you take you, you and your kids and stuff, and <sighs> I'm not sure Sam got $80 worth of enjoyment. No, I don't know, or nor should you, but I'll no. let you go ahead no, you with your win. ridiculous premise. You don't understand the importance of beating the buffet. Um, they go through a lot of uh, how it's a thin margin for the restaurant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to skip all that. I like I like waste reduction is a key focus of the restaurant because they're trying to win, too. It is it is a battle between you and them. Obviously, they're they are trying to win. How do we make this profitable when you're going to end up with a lot of waste? You're going to end up with a lot of th- throwing away food and waste reduction is a huge part. Uh, they call uh, some of this stuff trickle down specials. Buffets have always been a landing spot for food scraps. Trickle-down specials, day-old vegetables, beef trimmings, things that can be repurposed into super hash. Oh, boy. End up on the buffet. Nice. To try to save themselves some money. The stuff they trim off of a steak is there for you and your beef stroganoff. By nature, buffets attract the very customers. What do you call a cow masturbating in a field? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to know. You already got the punchline, yeah. Michael. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. By nature, buffets attract the very customers that they wish to avoid. Big eaters with insatiable appetites. Uh, Buffets seek to fill the customer's belly as cheaply and as quickly as quickly as possible. That's where you're not going to fool me. To do so, they employ a number of research-backed tricks to get people to eat less food. They put the cheap filling stuff at the front of the buffet line. That is an amateur's mistake. Yeah, I know it. It took me a while to learn this. You're loading up on rolls and stuff, you idiot. Rookie. 75% of buffet customers select whatever food is in the first tray. 75% get something out of the first tray. 60% of all the food they consume comes from the first three trays. I almost, by reflex, walk by the first three trays. Well, I almost, I, it took me a while to figure this out, but once I have, it's become, you know, practically religious for me. You do a walkthrough first. Mm-hmm. You check out everything first. They use smaller plates. Smaller plates reduce the amount of food consumed and obviously more trips. And if you're walking to the buffet... That's only refl- if you, you stick to one plate at a right. time. Right, yeah, come on. But one if- in the hand, one balanced on the forearm. <laughs> but if- one on my head, one on my shoulders. I'm like an act from an old 70s variety show. Um, they use... I didn't know this. Now, all that I knew. This I didn't know. They use larger than average serving spoons for things like potatoes... To fill you up. And smaller than average tongs for the meats. Oh. <laughs> You'll get like a snow shovel for your potatoes and right. then like tweezers for any sort of anything. Right. That I breathed once. They frequently <laughs> refill water and use extra large glasses. Boy, now that you mention that, I do remember the buffets. They've always got the giant trash can of water there for you trying to fill you up. I won't fall for that again. Uh, no, I'm I'm eating dry. No beverage. Even high-end buffets, it says here, like the $98 brunch at the Hotel del Coronado in San Diego, which I've not eaten. Have you eaten that, Hanson? Fabulous Hotel $98 brunch. Uh, They hide the truffles, the foie gras, and the oysters. You literally can't find them. (laughs) So they're listed, and you know they're there, but where are they? I guess I'll eat another roll while I'm looking for my oysters. Where the hell's the truffles? (laughs) God dang it! Where's the foie gras? I'm going to have me another stack of pancakes while I look for other truffles. Uh, But what happens when a customer ignores these tricks and devours a Godzilla-sized portion of food? Is it possible to out-eat the all-you-can-eat buffet? 
Of course it is. It's got to be, right? Where there's a will. This time of year, man, there's all kinds of sales going on, and you're looking for a deal. How about this with Simply Safe Home Security? First of all, it's the best home security system that you can get, according to U.S. News & World Report. Best home security of 2020. Also won CNET Editor's Choice for Home Security. Was named Best of 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics. But here's the special deal for this time of year. Get 50% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera right now. Now, the deal ends on Friday, but 50% off any Simply Safe system with a free security camera. That's pretty impressive. Now, this is something you can set up yourself in 30 minutes. It's really easy. Then Simply Safe security specialists take over, monitoring your home around the clock, ready to send emergency help the moment there is an alarm. It is so good. It's so easy to use. It's so easy to sim- set up, and you can save a lot of money right now. Get 50% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera by visiting simplysafe.com/armstrong. Again, the deal expires on Friday. simplysafe.com/armstrong. Uh, so they go through a scenario here. Let's imagine that Larry, a 280-pound offensive lineman, decides to stop by his local all-you-can-eat buffet after a big game. Hello, Larry. Larry pays his $20 and proceeds to eat five servings of steak and chicken, far more than the average customer. That's a lot. The cost of this food to the buffet amounts to about $16.90. That means that after factoring in other expenses, Larry has handed the restaurant a loss of $8.50. Luckily... Eaters like Larry are uh, baked into the all-you-can-eat buffet's pricing model. They know that there's only a certain number of people like that. Uh, Most people don't go in attempting to beat the buffet. I call those people weak and sad. (laughs) Victims. But, you know, if you get a family, I'm going to get my money's worth. My wife will get halfway there. My kids aren't going to get a quarter of the way there. Your family, right. descri- in a microcosm, describes the business plan of all-you-can-eats. Sure. Right. You're there, a loss. For every overeater, there's two average and one undereater. And they can they can exist on that. There's usually a kid price at a buffet, isn't there? I haven't been to a buffet in a very long time because I'm not a hog. <laughs> wow. You've really come down hard on us buffet goers. And I know you used to enjoy a buffet in the past. What? <laughs> You must, you must be thinking of someone else. <laughs> what was the super cheapo buffet we used to go to that they closed down for roaches? Was it Fresh Choice? Fresh or? something choice. People's Choice. Fresh, <laughs> I, I think it was, I can't remember, but I they closed it that down for roaches? Yes. I thought those were walnuts. <laughs> My walnuts are moving. Why? There's walnut ice cream, walnut pudding, walnut cake, walnut chicken. What do they get their walnuts for free here? <laughs> and they walk, which is amazing. Walking walnuts. Ambulatory walnuts. <laughs> it's a sick and amazing. I chose to what ignore. What Monsanto think of next? I chose to ignore some of the filth in the place because it was very cheap. Wasn't it like five bucks? We went to it an was all- super cheap. I mean, because we were poor. Yeah. And, uh, F- I think it was like five dollars all you could yeah. eat buffet. Yeah. Which is, it's not hard to beat $5. God, I did. T- they they had really pretty damn decent bread pudding there, Sean. Mm-hmm. No, I and I'm a many sucker a t- for bread pudding. Yeah, oh, I went to God. many a fresh choice. I used to destroy their pastas. And I I would I would camp out at their, their frozen yogurt machine. And I would. <laughs> yeah, I would easily take in 800 calories worth of, uh, of uh, bread pudding every time I was there. Never mind the other stuff I ate. A person really shouldn't ever eat it and all you could eat buffet, right? Right. Past a certain um, uh, uh, financial situation and age. I would say, yeah, once you're 25, you just got to forget about it. And if you can afford other options. Yeah. 
What about if, your competitive spirit? You can't win when you go to a sit-down restaurant. They always win. Right. That's like going to a casino. At least this one, I have a chance. Yeah. Sucker bet. So on, uh, <laughs> like, per serving, you're never going to win with potatoes. They got 30 cents in each serving of potatoes at the restaurant, whereas they got $2.25 in a serving of steak. Um, Two and a quarter? Buck 13 for chicken. <laughs> so, <laughs> Quote, unquote, steak. Yeah, won the Preakness once, but... <laughs> Some bat steak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like those wet markets we heard about in China. Worst uh, name ever. This is a scam at all restaurants, really, that I... We don't drink soft drinks in my family, but they beef up their margins by selling the soft drinks separately, and they're making full, you know... They're making almost 100% profit on uh, soft drinks. Oh, it's it's way more than that. I mean, because what do they charge you? Oh, yeah, it's thousands. Oh, it's, in, a 15, yeah. it's a 1,500% markup. Yeah, there you go. But, I mean, like, everything you pay is they get to keep. Oh, yeah. You, you just, you can't win on soda. They I guess that's my point. two cents in the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a good, that's a pretty clever way to get you. So if you avoid the drink, well, that's, that's how, like, a lot of your fast food places are. All kinds of special deals. And then you get a Diet Coke that costs them nothing. Right. Yeah, I heard an economist once describe McDonald's as um, an incredibly complicated scheme to sell you soda. Oh, I, I wouldn't doubt that a bit. I'll bet the math on that checks out. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it recently, but I'll bet that's about right. I've really tried to get away from uh, getting my money's worth as being the goal with meals. Because mm. it's yeah. just, especially when you get into fast food and buffets and stuff like that. I'll take the challenge, though, if the food's good. Well, you don't get, like to get ripped off either. You don't like to feel taken, so it's kind of a conflict. But how am I getting ripped off? I take it as a personal challenge. When I see a buffet with a price, I'm like, you don't think I could eat that much money of your food, Derek? Oh, really? Oh, you take it like they're looking at you thinking, why that idiot thinks he can out-eat us. Yeah. You remember that all-you-can-eat? I'm sorry, was there more to it? No, no, no. The all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet we used to go to in Wichita? Yeah. That made the fresh choice look like, you know, that that casino you mentioned. Man, was that cheap food, but I don't know. It kept us from starving to death. Yeah. That was so cheap. We used to have this hilarious bit we'd do about that, but it involved uh, imitating the owners. And, and, you know, frankly, I'd like to continue working for a little while longer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Quick, lock the doors. They're coming. <laughs> there goes our profit. They see us pull up in the parking lot. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I thought we were going to come out ahead this week and make our rent. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody's talking about the Red Apple Buffet in Chicago that's very uh, popular. Do you know about that? Don't know it. No. I, the idea there of are a people buffet that, horrifies me at this point. There are people that go to the Red Apple Buffet in Chicago and eat for three or four hours straight. I can't do that. They'll go to the bathroom, then come back and eat again. That's gross. Does that mean they threw up or? No, just just let digested some course. food. Yeah, that oh takes like twelve God. hours. Uh, And I'll end with this. Over the years, buffets have made headlines for kicking out guests who eat too much. A 6'6", 350-pound Wisconsin man was removed from a buffet after downing 12 fried fish fillets. (laughs) And then subsequently arrested for protesting outside the restaurant. Oh, boy. They kicked me out! Don't go in there! It says all you can eat, but it isn't! I ate 12 fried fish fillets. They said I had to leave. This place is crooked. A German triathlete was asked to prematurely leave an 1895 buffet after consuming 100 plates of sushi. I'm surprised they kept records back that far. That was the price. <laughs> 1895. 
And a woman was booted from the Golden Corral for eating all the brownies, then attempting to smuggle home extras in her purse. Well, that's the crime. You can't take stuff to go. Yeah, no takeouts. That's that's a mentally touched person, right? I have seen this around the country. They have updated the language on a lot of places to all you can eat within reason. I've seen that on signs before. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Within whose reason? I almost never eat to within reason. Very few meals in my life have I eaten within reason. It's not reasonable how much I ate last night right. while watching the Grammys and we had a pizza sitting in front of her. So what uh, are you talking about? That wasn't reasonable. If I was reasonable about what I could eat, I wouldn't need a buffet. <laughs> That's funny. I regularly eat outside of reason. That's like my go-to. <laughs> anyway. Move. The best masks I've seen, and they say Armstrong and Getty on them, you can get one at armstrongandgetty.com. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. How many? Well, it might be too many. And you too didn't many. You find out through the uh, perhaps phony uh, genetic testing thing that your family is descended from Vikings? Oh, uh, yeah. We almost certainly are, though, because yeah. we're, we're way, way, way Scandinavian. I mean, yeah. super duper. From South Dakota, lots of people came over from that part of the world yeah. to... Uh, um, do the actual uh, land rush stuff. Yeah. yeah. Got to have some Viking semen in your, in your uh, family tree. Some people say know. blood. I prefer I to refer to the semen I because the blood doesn't get the work done. Yeah, I'm, you don't make people with with blood. No, sir. No. Not you sure. Make you make it with the other thing you said. Right. Pretty sure you didn't need to say Viking semen. Uh, accuracy is my hallmark. I didn't know this was one of history's big mysteries, but apparently was. And it doesn't have to rhyme, I don't think. Uh, one of history's biggest mysteries was why the Vikings disappeared, and they think they now know. The ivory trade crashed. That was their income. That's what was sustaining their income. Really? The, the market crashed, and then they went away. They just didn't have money for food and Wow. And building it just kind of and, dwindled away. Yeah. From, because, but they were clever and uh, tough people with uh, beards. Couldn't they come up with a new gig? I don't know. Learn Maybe to not. code. Uh, jo- yeah, job <laughs> elasticity is not what it, uh, what it is now. Yeah, exactly. Once the, once the walruses are all gone, you're nice. like, well, I don't know where we get ivory what now. What do you say we skin elks? We're ivory harvesters. <laughs> We're not cheap skinners. Skinner. And the, Wow. I'd rather see my sister in a whorehouse than see my son skinning an elk. <laughs> Surely there's more ivory around here. We just need to explore further to find it. To the ships. Oh, Olag. Not so you, to the ships again. So the walrus tusk trade crashed in the 1400s. And, That's uh, funny. I was thinking elephants, not walry. But, of course, there are no elephants in Scandinavia, right. thanks to the, the Vikings. <laughs> right. Yes. Not a lot of elephants around there. But, um, duh, uh, oh, so you uh, uh, it was used for chess pieces, crucifixes, artifacts, etc. Ivory. It was a huge deal. Worth lots of money. Sustained their economy for a very long time, then just went away. It just... So that's kind of interesting. I guess they solved it. One of history's great mysteries. Yeah, according to the guy who who made my guitar, I'm allowed to talk about the fact that uh, part of my new guitar is ten thousand year old uh, woolly mammoth tusk. 
because it was uh, obtained lawfully. How could a, that possibly be illegal? It's I, I don't know. You got your ivory trade and your antiquities and your whatever. You just never know. You leave the 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 country with your guitar with rosewood sides and uh, customs and uh, customs says you can't bring that back in the country without paperwork because it might be brazilian rosewood that is that just got changed like oh, three it? weeks ago but oh, up, good good for good. the last several years yeah you could get they just take it away from you yeah but i i just want to make sure it's funny everybody i've brought that up to has said has asked me is that legal i have some ivory something or other um and I did a little looking into it because I wanted to see, did I, did I, am I breaking in law and owning this? And it's really weird. Like, you could have a, it was popular for uh, uh, brushes, hair brushes. Mm. The handle was made of ivory. Yeah. If that was made before whatever year, so it's made in 1905, that's okay. Because that, you know, we're not going to go around destroying antiques. What would be the point of that? Right. I guess. Mm-hmm. But if somebody takes that and carves it into something else, that's illegal. So if you oh. take that chunk of ivory and oh, turn it into something it? new, wow, that's odd. Then you're in a violation or something in you know, a variety uh, of weird. Well, laws. they just, I, I, you know what? I have a feeling it's that sounds crazy, but it's just because anything that's newish and made of ivory is is got to be illegal. Because uh, no, 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 this was made in 1972, then altered in 1998. No, they just they can't get down into the nitty gritty right. that far. I had so some, I get it. I had but. some elephant skin boots that every time I mentioned it, people re- <sighs> recoiled in horror. I, I remember I did, and unfortunately they didn't fit, so I got I sold them. But wow. uh, I was going to wear them. I was very excited about it. very tough, tough hides, almost indestructible. Yeah, and elephants do die. Yeah, you know, and there, there's their their skin there. I but, felt a little oogie about it. Yeah, I love. I'm I'm fascinated by the the humble heffalumpas I've made you. clear through the years. But uh, yeah, the ivory trade's disgusting. Oh. <laughs>